Is a popular popular podcast. Do not be afraid. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. My name is Greg, and this is the second part in a series where I take a high-level look at what a cardinal is, as cardinals will come to feature heavily in our show. I've come up with seven elements of cardinalness for us to look at as we get started. Decades from now, when we're wrapping up, We'll circle back and see if this list held up, or if a new list is needed. The second element of cardinalness I came up with is continuity. Yesterday, I played up the newness of a new pope, the result of the cardinal's most famous duty. That new pope smell certainly gets people talking, but it's the combination of both newness and oldness that gets it done. Will the new pope change everything? That question is only meaningful if there's something already in existence that can change. Also, the answer to the question, which is so often asked, is the new pope going to change stuff, is mostly no, but it's not as no as you might think. Some popes have driven significant change. Some popes have changed very little. No pope has changed nothing, and no pope has changed everything. There's a sort of creative tension between the old and the new in church history. And while tension between old and new is something a lot of folks see in a lot of history, often rightly so, but what's unusual here is that both the oldness and the newness are coming from the same source. Ultimately, at least in theory, that source is where all the Catholic Church comes from, namely Jesus Christ. Conservatives who argue that the Tridentine Latin Mass should be restored and canonized argue that's what Jesus would have done. Progressives who argue that women should be ordained argue that's what Jesus would have done. Ultimately, you have to argue Jesus would agree with you if you want to make a case within Catholicism. Because without Jesus, there is no Catholicism. What would Jesus do is therefore the fundamental question. And He's the ultimate through-line for all continuity in the Church. But as we've been explaining on the popular history side of things, Jesus was undeniably a combination of old and new. It was Jesus who chased the moneylenders out of the temple with a whip he made himself, a favorite of those who liked the idea of calling for revolution in the name of Christ. And it was also Jesus who told us to be perfect, as his heavenly Father is perfect which is a favorite of rigorists. Now's as good a time as any to note that I personally have a bit of both rigorist and revolutionary in me. As I noted in my first introduction to popular history years ago, I don't naturally have a conservative bone in my body, but I also accept all the Catholic Church teaches. So those who agree with the conservative aspects of that teaching can find some comfort there. That's enough for today. I'm sure tomorrow will be a banger as we look at cardinal element number three, exile. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.